Hey there, welcome to episode 16 of Talking Element, where we are discussing the third wheel, Misunderstanding the Spirit, week six, Jesus and the Spirit. And Aaron, this is your last message of the series, and then you're going to kick it over to Jeff and Steve, who will finish us out. Uh, today, we are joined by Mike Harmon. Hello. Hi. You are one of our elders here at the church. I am. Would you mind just giving an introduction of yourself? So, well, my name is Mike Harmon. My wife, Deb, and I, of 33 years, we've been coming to Element for about eight years now, and I am one of the pastors here at Element. Um, we have two kids, five grandkids, uh, ages two to 21, and the youngest two we get to take care of two days a week, so that's awesome and love being grandparents. Uh, we also oversee or lead a gospel community, and uh, yeah, that's kind of who we are. And uh, we're just con- constantly amazed at uh, God's mercy and grace to redeem in the midst of the people we get to be a part of. So it's just is always moving to us. Aaron, before we begin, would you mind recapping the message? All right, so today we are talking about how Jesus lived with the Spirit. In Philippians chapter 2, we have this thing called the kenosis, which means the emptying. And we see that Jesus emptied himself to come and live as a man. So Jesus lives the life as we should live our lives. And how does he do that? How does he overcome sin and do the miracles and all the things that happens in his life? He does that because he is filled with the Spirit of God. And so we want to look at his life and how the Spirit grounds him and what he does so that we would know what a life full of the Spirit can actually look like day by day. So that's kind of what we talked about. So, Mike, would you mind sharing kind of your journey of of how you have grown up in understanding of what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit and being empowered by the Holy Spirit? Sure. Got uh, saved or put my trust in Christ when I was in high school, a junior, and uh, my beginnings at church. We're a Foursquare church. You actually talked about that in the service today. Um, so, yeah, I, I started in Foursquare church down in Southern California. Uh, it was that or a Baptist church on the, along the same street, both of them pretty good-sized churches, but the girls were cuter at the Foursquare church. So oh. in high school, that's where I ended up going. And uh, obviously they're a charismatic, as we would normally call, uh, a church that has a different view than uh, in terms of the gifts of the workings of the Holy Spirit. Um, from there, uh, moved into ministries and uh, Church of Life with the Vineyard uh, here in Santa Maria, and ultimately kind of departed from that journey as I felt like the Vineyard was going into an arena of the gifts and the workings and manifestations of the Spirit that I just couldn't uh, couldn't deal with. Mm-hmm. So uh, from there, went to a Baptist church, and from there here to Element. And uh, in terms of my understanding, uh, uh, gosh, uh, the thing that's captured my heart all through all that. And again, my, my, my time at the Foursquare Church was really pretty balanced. It was a good church, sound scriptural church. Um, they just have a little bit different understanding or practice of, you know, how the Holy Spirit works. And I know we say we're not cessationists, but there's a difference between being a cessationist and being one who has expectation or practice of. Mm-hmm. And so a little bit different take on that. The abiding presence has always been something that I've carried through that initial years at, at uh, Foursquare Church was that there was something that I felt that I didn't see at the Baptist Church I went to or another church that I've visited here and there. It's just like people don't have a sense that, that God is with them mm-hmm. uh, or a sense of that intimacy of His presence. And I think that's profound and, and necessary. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wish we were, you know, a little more ex- expectant of expectant. God doing and, that's and th- moving and that's the thing I think would I would say would lack or be different is in my years in a more charismatic church which is a, a number now 
uh, probably half and half anyway, is there's this sense of expectation that God might do, show up and do something unique or um, out of the ordinary. And so when I have a habit, when I pray for people, mm-hmm. that it's like, maybe God will do something other than me praying for them and then right. feel them comforted and then being felt loved, that he actually could do something. And that would blow my mind just as much as theirs, right? Sometimes, like, if we're here and God shows up and doesn't, we'll be like, whoa, 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 what are you doing, God? In a charismatic church, one Sunday we were praying for, and this young girl came up because she had a, she was having an asthma attack right then. And I prayed for her, and it stopped. I started crying. It's like, I didn't have, you know, I, I was hopeful and prayerful, but the expectation then to see God actually do something that was just... And, and it's interesting when God really does do something because it takes us back. Like, oh, you I was, start crying. You're like, whoa, whoa, this is amazing. This is God. Yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. not me. It wasn't anything I said. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So, what do you, Aaron, what do you think, what would help us to become more expectant of things around here? Uh, I think it would help us to understand that the Spirit is working and moving and that I, I am someone who really likes learning and knowledge and all those things. And I, I think that kind of goes to the people that are around like oh we should learn these things and yes we should but we should also have that expectation that God is going to do something and I think it's maybe taking a step back from what we assume has to happen and asking God just to do something completely different at times and that we would be open to see it when he does it well I think of the the history of element and and I it's all hindsight, though, right? Well, it's, all, it's always in hindsight. I, I think we do an okay job seeing it on the hindsight, but I guess I don't. Yeah. I wonder what, what it would have been different if we were more expectant on the front side. Well, I mean, I, I think that this series, I don't know if it's the first one you've ever done at Element, but I think it's... Just focused on it, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really profound because it does, that alone will elevate expectation mm-hmm. and bring a sense of, oh, this is... Again, we treat him like the third wheel, so there's you just don't ever talk about him. You know, I think last week you said something you put the two extremes that there's those that treat the Holy Spirit like an it that are pursuing the power and the right. next the next high that is gifting but not really him. And on the other side was those who say they love the spirit but don't ever talk about him. Right. And I would have said that the lot of be at church all the time doing all these things because that's that's what the spirit wants you to do. <laughs> right. And I would have said that we're the latter, you know, at least in my eight years experience here. And uh, that's why I've said before, I think we need to do something on this. And so I'm really excited. And it's been really good. I think it's been really good because it's been foundational. It's not focused on the ex- the, ex- the uh, extraneous stuff, but it's been focused on really what He, the Holy Spirit, wants to do in our lives. And so that builds expectation. Oh, you want to be in, get involved in my life? Yeah, I wonder sometimes if if we are expectant in some ways, like depending on what religious tradition you come from in that, if you know, God told us to buy this piece of land, well, and we think he did, right? Right. So uh-huh. uh, over there, and, and then when God pivots us to do this other thing, which he uses that to enable us to buy this. Absolutely. W- sometimes when people are like, well, God told us to buy this, and they don't listen any further, it's just, this is where we are. We bought this piece of land. We can never let it go. When Well, maybe God had you buy that. You could sell it to make some money to be able to do this other thing over here. When we feel like we're being disobedient to sell the other place. Right. Like we should have pushed through and made that happen. It's like God's bigger than that. Yeah. yeah. And then so the expectation is that you can change us and move us along the way, which is what he does all along. He does things that we don't like because it's not about our happiness. It's about his glory yeah. and him 
making us into a people who experience this profound joy, which is opposite of happiness, you know, this deep joy, but also a holier people, a people more yeah. set apart for who he is. And the hard thing, as we've been through Acts and now, so the hard stuff is what shapes us and molds us. Mm-hmm. And, and so failures, we don't like them, but they're not so bad. You know? Yeah. So what are you guys personally facing right now that you could maybe be more expectant in? So I've got a couple things really going on right now. Yeah. When we record the music for Sunday mornings, I, I, for the last you know month, month and a half, feel like we come in and part of it is kind of to get through it, to get it done, because it's usually at night and everybody's after work and I want to go home and eat. And, so, and, and God's Spirit has really been convicting mm-hmm. me a bit to where someone actually came in my office this week and we had a conversation about this, someone who's actually in the band, and... To, to stop and pray for one another before we even start because we weren't even doing that we were just like oh here's the songs let's, let's just go mechanical yeah yeah, yeah. And, and so this week we actually did that and this week was a little more grueling than other weeks but it actually didn't feel as grueling I mean, it felt we, we were here a really long time but it didn't feel as grueling because our focus was different from the outset so for me expectations would be family related right now I've been dealing with uh, an aging mother who lives in Arizona and that's difficult by itself the, tran- the transferring her different uh, locations for living and trying to give her care from afar is just hard. But more than that, it's like her heart is just hard. She wants nothing to do with God, and it's hard to have a conversation with her. She goes, yeah, yeah, I know what you, that's what you think, or that's what you believe. I just don't know. I s- but didn't have any expectation. We pray for her definitely all the time that God would do something to change her heart because that's what it's going to take. You know, all my good talking, or any talking, good or bad, <laughs> It's not going to change her heart. Mm-hmm. You know, God's got to change her heart. And I have some of our family members that I just, a um, couple of them who have had a faith that have kind of just like kind of wandered. And so I've had some great conversations. But in the end, I just said, you know what? People go through this and um, I'm still your whatever I am to them. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and I'm, I'm here for you. And so, but they actually expect that God will intersect their lives where they're at. And it's okay for them to go through a hard time or a wandering time that he still has them. You know, another area, Mike, that when we have expectations, when we you hear somebody's heartbreaking story or their things are going through and, and you, know, you, you, you try to be empathetic, pray for them, but to have an expectation. And again, a lot of times it's like, God, what are you doing here? How can I, how can I say something that would help them connect? Because they're, they're hurting, but they're not connecting to truth. Mm-hmm. Truth's not penetrating. Like last week or the week before, you talked about how the Holy Spirit brings a truth to, mm-hmm. to light and to brightness. And some people, it doesn't. They're hurt so over shadows. And it's like having the expectation that one, God could use me to say something different to them, or that God would do that for them so that their hurt and brokenness can begin to be healed. Mm-hmm. J.D. Greer, Greer had Greer. two points. Yeah. Um, the first was, most of us depend on the wrong source of power. What what other sources of power do you think people fall in, commonly fall into relying on? Intellectual. Mm-hmm. Um, so their sense of own personal strength and gifting or mm-hmm. talent. And so they, they rest in that, knowing that that'll carry them as opposed to, again, when you're praying for somebody that needs help and you got nothing, kind of puts you in a place of, oh God, if you don't do something, mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we rest on the power of our own feelings. I think we rest on the power of how people view us and like celebrity, <laughs> like we we're talking about in the thing today. Uh, I think people rest in the power of their own morality. 
and whatever you deem to be your own morality because we think that gives us strength because here's my code and this is how I live. Mm-hmm. And yet that code, like we were just talking about, like you know, it, it always ends up being short. Mm-hmm. So what? So what is a life marked? What does a life look like if it's marked by someone relying on the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, I, I think it goes into the second thing that he talks about is that a lot of times we don't live in the power of the Spirit because we're not living on mission with the Spirit. We're, we're Even people who say they want to live in the power of the Spirit many times want the power of the Spirit because it will make them feel better. And not that the Spirit doesn't you know, bring us comfort. He, he does. But the point of the power of God's Spirit is to empower us to be His witnesses in the world. And that is done in multiple ways. It doesn't mean, you know, standing up on the cubicle in the middle of an office building. Not that anybody can do that right now because everybody's home or in the middle of your Zoom meeting. You know, go and then someone can just mute you in the middle of it. But, but going, I want to preach to you about Jesus. That's, you know, that's, that's ne- not necessarily witnessing. I mean, it's probably the worst form of witnessing. You know, witnessing is how God has made a difference in us, how God has changed us, how our relationships mm-hmm. with one another change, like how my humor has gotten less... Offensive. Offensive. Thank you. That, that's a good word for it. You know how how I don't say some of the words I used to say from the stage when is when we started Element and things like that. And you see the difference of how God moves and how God changes people. And in those changes, it's like, well, what changed? How? How? Why are you so different? And well, it's, it's not me. It's God's Spirit working in me and bringing about that change, which is me being the witness for who He is. So it He does do things in us. But it's for the purpose of being his witnesses to those who are around us. Obviously, uh, living on mission, I, I liked what you said this morning about that sometimes we don't experience or uh, see the working of the Holy Spirit because we're not doing what he's up to. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't join in with what God's doing. God is up to redeeding and reconciling. Yeah, half the time we're like, I'm over here, come do this. <laughs> right. And the Spirit's yeah. like, uh, <laughs> and here's God, the mission. God's all about rescuing and redeeming and reconciling. And so if we're not in that arena, then we're not going to experience much. So, But I do think that living in the power of the Holy Spirit brings a humility that I don't mm. have at all on my own. A sense of presence with people. You know, again, a lot of times I'm, what, what can I be saying? What should I say next? Instead of listening and mm. caring and trusting that God will give me what to say next. Um, and then seeing, um, Matthew 5, the, one of the Beatitudes is, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Mm. And I think as living by the power of the Spirit, as I, I see things differently when my heart's been made right with God. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'll see him at work, what he's doing with somebody, you know, that would give me an opportunity to be on mission. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll recognize somebody's hurting, and I'll see that what I wouldn't see before because I'm too busy, I'm too caught up in myself. Yeah, it's, it's like in, in the Old Testament where God speaks about how he will send his Spirit, and his Spirit will rip the calluses off of our heart. So we're more aware of what he's doing. So we see the things that are going on around right. us. We see God. Yeah. And what God's, and not what I'm doing, but what he's doing. Yeah. What a cool thing. And we get to see what God's up to. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of seeing what I'm up to. You know. Well, and really, it's Christmas, right? We're, we're heading into Christmas week. And, and really, for us, I think this is the, pr- the best time to be expectant of the Spirit, is to realize Christ came, Christ Emmanuel. God and, with us. Yeah. God with us. Yeah. That and. And so really this Christmas week, think of ways that you can be expectant of the Holy Spirit to do mighty works in your life and in the life or through your life uh, and do others where you can join in his mission to bless, to serve, to love. So Mike, would you mind praying out uh, this episode? Sure. Father, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, um, the third person 
of the Trinity that has been such an available resource to us and so often we've not recognized. And I pray that you'd help us to, to recognize, Holy Spirit, where you are, what you're doing, and how you indwell us to change us, to transform us, and then to live outside of us. Um, we are so grateful that your presence brings us um, intimacy, it brings us um, love, and a sense of great peace. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week. Well, you can't you can't cut this now because you know. You can because I was just talking and now I'm going to Mike. And no, I'll, I mean I I'll mean, use that earlier. If you praise for ten minutes long, you can't cut the prayer. I mean, that's... <laughs> would you pray for us and maybe we'll use it? Sorry. Keep it short. <laughs>